they told me that you can get Big Mac sauce on anything. Well, I'm crazy. We keep the real in real estate. Welcome back to the Little Miami River Chamber Alliance Chamber Chat Podcast here with Brittany Fritch, real estate in Loveland, Ohio. I say all that correctly, correct? Yes, correct. Right, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have been in this community for a pretty long time, right? Yeah. And real estate agents. Yes. Residential, commercial, both? Residential. Ex- on purpose or just mm-hmm. that's... Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, for sure. Because that that um I love people and that's what I that's what I was passionate about before real estate. I did it for fun. So commercial just never really piqued my interest yeah. whatsoever. And it takes longer to make money on commercial real estate. <laughs> I'm like, okay, because when you get into real estate, you're writing checks to everybody and you're in the red for a long time and you're just like, I'd like to get a paycheck, please. And commercial's like, you know, a couple years out usually. Um, residential's like 30 days. So, you know. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the timeline for the sales cycle. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Now, looking at, you said you did it for fun and mm-hmm. then you transitioned. So how did you get into this? What's your story? Yeah, so um, actually, Drew Flatomes uh, for a few years before the market crash. And actually, personally, we bought and sold every three years for like 12 years, not on purpose, but again, it ended up being something we enjoyed. Because of her. She, <laughs> we always renovate like a house, and then she would be like, when it was done, right when it was done, she'd be like, we just need to move. And I'm no, like, that's not what I would I'm like, say. why? So. She, then we would sell the house and get another one, and we never bought a house that was ready. It was always like you had to fix it up a little bit. So these are houses that you were going to live in? The, yes. the intent was not to flip and yes. to turn a profit. Exactly. Okay, so you moved into what would be called a fixer-upper, right? Yeah. And then you moved in, and then you were like, it's, gotta move. It's not like it was a fix. It was like, you know, you needed like a it better was, kitchen, or yeah. like you're updating You just wanted kitchen. to upgrade it. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I always tell the people the story of the one where we had an office, and it was like 12 by 12 on the first floor and she's like, let's make this a laundry room. I'm like, that makes sense, right? Let's bring it up from the basement and make it a laundry room. So I do the whole thing. Tile, like nice cabinets, like it's like My amazing. dream room. And yep. she's like, like right when I hook the water up and it's done. I, it took me a while to get this big sink in and She's like, we probably need to move. And I'm like, that's not what I would say. <laughs> like, this is not. Oh this is this is actually kind of a wife syndrome because we had just finished our basement and we put in a full bathroom. Yeah. We put in a great playroom, great room. We had an unofficial bedroom that was going to be for guests. That is now my husband's work from home space. Mm-hmm. It is lovely, and we did the flooring, everything, yeah. and it cost us a lot of time, a lot of money. And then I start looking online at houses, just looking. Yeah. And I told my husband, I said, oh. Oh, I've had a really cute house. He didn't even look up from his phone. He didn't look at me. He's like, I'm not having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. Zillow makes it hard because Zillow's like, hey, I found this house for you. I'm like, I've been here for nine months. Like, I'm not ready for this kind of commitment or conversation again. Like, okay, so so Drew, what do you do then in the I agency? I work with my wife, right? So I'm like the back end of everything, getting the systems in place, keeping her on track. You know, the whole point is to keep her out there. So I'm doing all the back end stuff. Oh, okay, cool. And and I help her. Like so I'm doing inspections with our clients and selling too. You have to do it all. Right. Um, but my biggest thing is to keep her out. That makes I sense. I don't need her in the office. 
So you're doing the admin side, you're out talking to people and building those relationships. Yeah, kind of, sort of. It yeah. takes both. It, it really does. Both. I mean, yeah. in every business, it takes both. You got to yeah. wear many hats, right? Right. Especially when you're growing. So yeah. I wear a lot of hats, and and I just try to keep her out of. I can't do a single thing, like nothing, if without him, like because he comes behind me picking up all the pieces. Yeah, and I'm just like, like, all right, hey, sales, sales, you know. Yeah. And, and he also is like he's sales, sales, sales too. And he's, you know, keeping all his in order and coming behind me and, you know. Yeah. You just highlighted the, the good side of family businesses, right? Yeah. That's when you can trust and the communication. But there's yes. some bad sides too, right? Yeah. I mean, do you never. How, never? There's what? never a bad thing inside of us. No. No, that's awesome. So how do you separate that, like family businesses? Uh, it's not separate. There is zero separation. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's our kids are involved. It's it, our, we bring, work is at home. Work is in our car. Work is at the office. There is zero separation, and we kind of had this coming to Jesus with our kids because, and our, I mean, Drew too, the whole family. I stayed home for 10 years mm-hmm. to the point of what we were kind of mm-hmm. talking about right. uh, before. And so, hey, everybody's going to have to pull their weight and match socks and maybe make your own lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, like things are going to have to change. Mom and dad are hustling. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> things are going to have to change. I mean, I am here to say not much of that has changed. But, but you know, it's just been more chaotic because then we just come home to chaos. And it's like, oh, well, I got unmatching socks. Hopefully I don't have to take my shoes off at the next <laughs> showing because that's going to be embarrassing. But we, we just had our son. He just got his license. Oh, so good. he's our sign guy. So he's I've, our sign guy. I've semi-retired from that. That's so good. I'm like, hey, go get the sign. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> So that's off my plate a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they all help with the events and stuff. They're always involved. Has he ever put a sign at the wrong house? <laughs> that Not would be yet. awful. Oh, be <laughs> Wait, um, honey, is our house for sale? <laughs> yeah. Day two. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what he has done. He's taken a directional and pointed it the wrong way. So like the arrows in the it's open going, house down this yeah, way. Opposite <laughs> way. Yeah. Somebody's like, all you right. know, your arrows the wrong way. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. So I call him up. And I'm like, go switch it. Now we have had a call. We I did have a lady call me and said, hi, uh, you're for sale signs in my front yard and I'm certain you didn't mean to put it there because our house is not for sale. It wasn't any of us but someone maybe a teen or a competitor thought it was funny to pick up one of our signs from somewhere else and then literally installed it in someone else's yard and I was like well that's just good marketing because now I have somebody's I got somebody's name and maybe when so okay you're not moving now but when do you want to move right no I'll circle back in here's the thing because I'm a millennial and all millennials are kind of worried about conflict and everything too if you came and put a now hiring or now hiring sign a a for sale sign in my yard I'd be like oh okay (laughs) she she must know that we're selling now this is I guess here we are I would go through the entire sales process and I would be at the end of it like yep <laughs> so maybe it's just a really good sales strategy. Yeah. Right? Just go put your sign in everyone's yard to see if you get something. Like, you know, what I was thinking we, might as well. We need to find more millennials. Yeah, what you're telling me. Or Enneagram nines. I'm a nine, so we like peace. We don't like any kind of conflict. So it'd be very uncomfortable for both me and Nick to have to do that. So. Uh, Guess we're selling. Guess we're moving. Get the boxes. It's like the spider thing. Like, if the spider's big enough in my house, I'm burning down the house. I'm not. I'm not. If the signs are in the yard, I'm not going to crack it. That's amazing. It's happening. So that's a fantastic story. It's great to see you guys working together in that, even with your kids involved with it, too. But you guys are also really involved in the community. Because, I mean, I feel like I see your name everywhere good so <laughs> yes that's so, the goal so that makes sense right yeah. i mean it's a branding thing so what's what's driven that path and you just open up an office in mm-hmm. downtown loveland so mm-hmm. what's the passion behind the loveland area um well it's funny because i am not from here 
and he drugged me over here like 12, 13 years ago, kicking and screaming um, all the way. And we looked everywhere. I mean, we were from Anderson to Westchester and everything in between because he was working in Westchester at the time and we were in Northern Kentucky and he's trying to get closer to work. It was a long commute and little kids at home, you know. Um, so Loveland to me felt like small town, mm -hmm. like small town, family, like it felt very cozy here. And I was like, okay, this is like, my little piece of Kentucky is what I would yeah. call it. Because, like, like, you know, I'm from a small town and small schools. In Kentucky. And, and there you go. Yeah. Let's and, get that out there. Uh, Across the river. But, How'd you find her? <laughs> <laughs> so we the, the night we came, it was, like, snowing. It was perfect. And uh, she's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to move to Ohio. I'm like, well, let's just check it out. So it was, like, snowing. I brought her down here. Street lights were on. Street lights were oh, on. Oh, you it got it. Like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. So I got her. He planned it all perfect. So anyways, he I caught the snow. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we're going to go tonight after the snow, you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we ended up here because it just felt right out of all the other towns in Cincinnati and the river and the bike trail and just all of it. We yeah. liked. Yeah. How long ago was that? 12, 13 years 13 ago. 13 years ago. And then obviously since then, we, we've seen this giant thing and you guys being so involved in the community. What's, what's I mean, driving that commitment? I mean, with the chamber and with the different community focuses and all the different things that you guys do. I mean, is it strictly because of business? Or? Oh, no. No, I'm, I've always been about, just in general, if one of us, if we're, one of us wins, that's fine and dandy and great. That doesn't mean that everybody's winning. Mm -hmm. But if more of us can win, then it kind of projects everybody else, mm -hmm. right? So I'm all about what can I do to help you? And what, actually, what can you do to help me? Like right. what ideas? I want I want to surround myself with people who are better than me or people who um, have the same philosophies and level of care and ethics or whatever it may be and the beliefs that we have of I want to see everybody's kids do well. Mm -hmm. I want to see every business owner do well. I want to see my, the schools do well. If we have a thriving community, sure, it's easier to sell real estate here because we have great schools and great restaurants and great shops and all of that. So obviously it's business connected too, but I do know the more you give, you'll get it tenfold, yeah. and especially if you don't expect it, right? right? If you just do it out of the goodness of your heart, that's just it. And so that's kind of been the philosophy all along. I think we've always been involved like the church You've always read. Uh, right before real estate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and did Bible study. She does Bible study and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think once we got the business going, it, there was more opportunities to get involved and just make a difference. You right. Know? And I know everybody says that, but we're like, we're really, I mean, our kids go to school here. Like, we want to see this community thrive. Um, so we put ourselves out there a lot. And to your point, before business came a part of it, like the last 12 or 13 years, I did everything. Like, I wasn't in, I was a stay-at-home mom, and right. I did literally everything like if there was a room mom i was it if there was a team mom i was it if there was you know a bake sale i was there if it's the concession stands i was there if it was you know like i was always doing things so i think it's just a part of like who i am like i'm i'm there like hey what do you need you're, i'm showing up it's a natural networking thing right too, at yeah. that point because yeah. you're growing those relationships and you're letting those relationships build your business and yes. you're coming out from a value perspective yeah so you said that you want to take your values your personal values your mm -hmm. family values and inject into your business what are some of those values 
Uh, community is one of the values, right? Always doing the right thing, not being out for yourself. That's a huge one, especially, gosh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just always sharing your highlight reels either, like sharing the bloopers. Yeah. You yeah. know, because everybody's sharing their highlight reels. And yes, that's fun to share too, but also like sharing, because I think each of us has a story and it might be somebody else's survival guide, right? Sure, like, yeah. hey, if you share my I story, that. I might be helping somebody else. So we just kind of the be it good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Terrible that that's one of our family core values, but it is. No, like, it's, it's you know, yeah. and having that and outlining that for your kids is huge, and especially in our society. It's such like a go, 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 be the best, be mm-hmm. the winner, like taking a step back and saying, okay, but don't sacrifice being a good person at the same time. That's huge for any business yeah. leader, in, right. independent of whatever industry you're in. Right. So I'm not sure you guys have realized this, but Loveland's growing pretty fast right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a, oh, yeah. There's a whole lot of new businesses, a whole lot of new development. How's that impacting the real estate scene? Um, everybody wants to be here yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't, I mean, Loveland's always, I won't say always actually, but it's been an up and coming for a few years, but after the, the, the post, <laughs> the post COVID has really like, people have seen it come alive. The Dora bound sticking, like being a permanent fixture. Yeah, that was my favorite thing that's happened in two years. <laughs> Love up being like, we're keeping this, right? Yeah, this yes. is ours. Yeah. We all agree we're on the same page. We can go from roadies to the works and, you know, yeah. and not yep. skip a beat. So I think it's an active community. So having the river, having the bike trail, and then now having a lively economy around it is just huge, which has been great for real estate because. Loveland home values have skyrocketed and everyone wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. That makes a lot of sense. Now, do you think it's going to continue? I mean, interest rates are rising and we're seeing maybe population demographic shift as we're seeing more boomers retiring out of the workforce and going in with millennials. So looking at the next five to 10 years, I know you don't have a crystal ball. It'd be amazing if you did. But yeah. what do you think it's going to happen? I mean, interest rates are going up and different changes in the economy. Do you think it's going to affect house in Loveland? Um, well, so inventory issue is going to be an inventory issue for a long time. Uh, rent has skyrocketed, mm-hmm. like $2,500 a month, sometimes more. It's crazy. Right? Like, hmm. So even if interest rates go to like 4.5%, it's still going to be cheaper to buy a house mm-hmm. at an astronomical price than it is to continue to rent and not own anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see inventory is not going to change. Mm-hmm. Their new construction was supposed to keep up with the population growth coming into the market and then when they were at a screeching halt and Canada shut down their borders and now we can't find people to work and we still can't get windows or insulation or shingles in to complete jobs so you're having 12 month turnaround times for the new builds they're not even catching up yet so once new construction truly is able to catch up then maybe ish will be okay sitting better we we had two listings over the weekend and it's still a frenzy out there of people that want a home and there's just not many homes um so through one house we had 50 50 people you know 50 people come through um and take a look at it in two days so five zero 50 50 (laughs) sets or 50 (laughs) couples yeah (laughs) like 50 families parties families there you go like yeah, so really like 100 plus people. That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. I had a friend that was selling her house. They were relocating to Boston and she sold her house. They had like a cleaner come 
And her husband already moved to Boston, so she took the two kids and they went to a hotel for the weekend and they just did all their showings and they had about four, they had 48 to 50 showings. Oh, yeah. Insane. I know, we should move. We should move. Literally. Just, I don't know, move in with the fridges or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Come to Fridge Farm, we yeah. have all the room in the I'm world. Saying, I'm just saying I got a ranch. I know what I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got the unicorn. Well, Everybody's looking for the unicorn. Right. I got it. No, that's amazing. That's so, that's so good to see because I own a house in Loveland and I mean, my property values over the last three years are through the roof. We we bought our house, it was two eighty, now it's being valued at three fifty. Isn't that wild? It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So I guess on one hand that's awesome because mm-hmm. I'm in this area, I, I've had the house through that surge, so it's nothing but good things for me. On the back end, we in young professionals, we're trying to attract new talent. So it's kind of a barrier for these for these people because they're trying to get real estate and everything. So yeah. it's kind of difficult. Yeah, so who's moving in? Are they younger families? Are people just kind of shuffling homes? Do you see people from the Anderson or Westchester or, you know, I'm working for P&G and I got relocated to Cincinnati? Like, who do you see that you're selling to? Everybody. All of that. All that. Um, But I'll say two big things, and maybe we'll cut out the second part. (laughs) (laughs) I think for legal reasons. Uh, One is we have seen a lot of people coming to the Midwest from the West. Oh, yeah. Uh, They can't afford California anymore. So over here, they can pay cash 800 grand. It's the cheapest house they've ever seen in their whole lifetime. You know, and you're just like, whoa, what? The house is huge compared to California. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Instead of like a, you know, a, a... a uh, two-bedroom apartment for, feet, yeah. for $2 million. You know, so we are we are seeing an influx of that. It, just not Loveland, but like in the general, you know, area of Cincinnati and East Side. Um, but and, with the families, you're seeing like Loveland people move to Loveland, right? Yes. They're just moving from one side to the other. Yeah. Uh, bigger home, just for whatever reasons. Bigger yard, maybe a pool. Pools are cool now. Like mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> wants a pool. Yeah. I don't want Which a pool. They, that seems hard. Well, when you were just a friend with a pool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My in laws just put one in, and their construction process has been a small nightmare. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. but again, we don't have the pool. Somebody else has the pool. Right. Yes. <laughs> you want to have a friend with a boat, a truck, and a pool? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the truck friend. Yeah. That's so there exciting. we go. I, like the, I figured that for a long time ago. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, in terms of demographics, do you see a lot of people exiting Loveland too? I mean, when they are selling the homes in Loveland, are they staying local or are they going switching places and going to the West Coast? The, no, they're going south or they're actually we have retiring or like north downsizing. You know, but it is it's their their empty nesters they're ready to move on they're building new houses mm-hmm. elsewhere we got a, a handful that are going north of dayton mm-hmm. to retire we have a handful that's going down south to retire we have a handful that our kids used to be here and we had a second home here to come visit them but now oh, okay. they've been relocated so now we're selling to go to pittsburgh and get our second home in pittsburgh but we don't need the Cincinnati home anymore. So that's kind of what we're seeing. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I've actually had the conversation with my parents a couple of times because if you ask them, they're staying here because of us. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. ask us, we're staying here because of them. Yeah. So really, we're one family dinner away from being like, hey guys, let's go to like <laughs> yeah, anywhere we're leaving. else. Anywhere else. Let's go to Florida. Yeah. Right? Yes. So it's, I do think that's going to be interesting to see how everything happens with the boomers retiring mm-hmm. and seeing the different demographic changes like that. Yeah. Now, driving in today, I noticed you guys have an office in downtown Loveland. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not qualified to tell you guys how to run your business at all. Definitely not. But in my mind, a lot of what you guys do is kind of cognitive, right? I mean, it could be done online. It could be done with relationships. What does having a front office space in Loveland mean to you? And why did you guys make that decision? Well, I'm crazy. (laughs) We'll start there. Step one. (laughs) 
so when I was in real estate school five mm-hmm. years ago, I like had this, you know, because that's a huge thing to right. go from staying home for 10 years mm-hmm. to not just like a nine to five, like Monday through Friday to like a 24 seven career. And so I was driving, you know, to real estate school and I'm sitting at the light right here when it was Copper Pearl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, and I, we have a very deep faith. And so I was like, all right, God, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to have an office down here. Like, and this was five years ago. I wasn't even licensed yet, but I just said it. Like I said it out loud. They're just like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. I will have an office and I'm looking at Copper Pearl and it will be on this corner. Like I, at the red she, light, I she said She used this. to tell people that. And they were like, you're crazy. Like yep. nobody go, moves out of Loveland. Their business. Yeah. Um, Good luck doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, even me, I'm like, are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I'm telling him, not even licensed yet. Like, yeah, you know, if we're if we're meant to do this, we're gonna have an office in downtown Love. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm I was like, like okay, in that I Copper Pearl okay. corner, <laughs> like it's the perfect corner, like it's great. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And um, so, anyways, people would think again, I'm crazy. We'll just I started that for a reason. He had a 20 year career. Sure. And I stayed home. Mm-hmm. He paid all of our bills, and the life that we built was on his income. That mm-hmm. was very secure and biweekly. Right, <laughs> with benefits uh, and four hundred one k. Oh yeah, all, yeah. That all sounds of really that. Nice. Yeah. Like it was all stable. Yeah, yeah. Right. we knew our monthly income right. every month. Like it was the same. Right. Um, and so he quit, left that, walked away from his twenty year career, February twenty twenty. Okay. Oh, hey, honestly, good timing. <laughs> I mean, you're a month out anyway, right? Yeah, so right. You're good. Pulled everything out of 401k. I mean, we just pulled it. Like we just pulled it, and then and then like a week later, it like tanked. And I was right. like, oh well, that was that was good. meant to I'm be. Seriously, yeah. that was actually that was actually that was, that was not sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. you do have a crystal ball. Uh, yeah, like, you know. And yeah. then we all know what happened in March of 2020. It's COVID. I'm not sure if you guys have yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was an international pandemic. I'm not yeah. sure if you guys have heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small little blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little tiny detail um so right when he the week he was supposed to take his real estate exam to get his license Mm -hmm. the world shut down yep and they didn't let him take his exam really yeah i couldn't sell real estate i mean i became like her number one assistant it was like crazy so yeah can't get unemployment because he quit quit. (laughs) they shut down how long did the test stay down for i mean how long did that take when when did it open june yeah june He couldn't test until the second week in June. First off, that's a major business issue. Like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we were deemed essential right away. Like, the first week we were deemed essential, but they weren't letting anyone new get into the business. And what a missed opportunity, because I have no idea how your industry works. Mm -hmm. Just went ahead and start there. But I'm assuming the licensing board gets benefits or something for having more people enrolled. Mm -hmm. You just saw a ton of layoffs. Employment went to ten percent. I bet there's right. a lot of people who are now thinking I'm gonna go be a real estate agent, yes. and then they shut down the way yes. a real estate yeah. agent. That's yeah. the dumbest thing yeah. I've heard. Right. So now we went from a cozy twenty years of biweekly checks <laughs> and thinking he's coming on to help. So then now he can sell, right, and at right, least right. we'll have two one hundred percent commission. You know, people in the household. To uh, just kidding, I can't sell anything, and now it's just on you, Britt. And I'm like, ha, ah, <laughs> ah, that's awesome. But yes. you gambled on yourselves, right? Yes, yeah. and it gets better. It gets better, right? Yeah. Crazy. I am. I started this with I'm crazy. You got off some loving because you're a crazy person. Uh huh. That's, yes. that's the takeaway. Right. So in April, he's still not licensed. I'm still drowning. Business is still running. We the the world as we know it is kind of uncertain. Right. 
and I see a sign in a window. Oh my gosh. For at least. <laughs> that was my thought. Yeah. <laughs> Even though everything just exploded, yeah. you're like, yeah, now's the time. This yeah. seems like a good time for this. And yeah. you went for it? Oh, well, do you want to tell them what happened when I saw the for at least sign? I called you and said what? Let's get it. Here's the number. Yeah, here's the number. And what did you say? You're crazy. Yeah, that's that's to be expected. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm serious. If you don't call, I'm calling. I'm like, okay. And so I'll fill in on the background here. I'll be like the narrator. Yeah. So this is a space that was a former photography studio, right? right? So yeah. if, for those out here in podcast land who are not familiar with it, and it hadn't been touched or repainted yeah. or recarpeted or anything in over probably 20 years. It was a pretty good staple here. Yeah. So not only are you wanting to get this space, but I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but to make it what you want it is yeah. going to be a little bit yeah. more work. <laughs> yeah. She she sets up an appointment and we walk in and my brain was killing me because well, I'm re- like. Rewind. The guy said he wouldn't rent, he wouldn't lease it to a real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you I are called, missing the punchline. No, then called, you say, I'm not a real estate agent. Yeah. So right. He had already told him he was. He already told him. Well, he asked, what do you want to put here? So and he calls, because I said, if you don't call, I'm calling. And he's like, well, I'll call. So he calls the number on the sign. And the guy said, and he's explaining, well, what kind of business do you have? So he's mm-hmm. explaining what kind of business we have. And the guy. He just says it's not for you. And I was First like. First off. Yeah. <laughs> So I I hang up the phone. I tell her, honey, it's not for us. (laughs) And she says, I'm going to (laughs) call. And I was like, "Mm, let's just hold on a second. I don't think he meant that. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's sales 101, right? You tell me no the first time. I'll be back five more times. You're going to say yes eventually. It's going to be a persistence. So how many times did it take? Oh, just one time. I called. Oh, yeah. I called (laughs) and I said, hey, I didn't mention real estate because I'm like, oh, well, he doesn't want a realtor in there. (laughs) Lemonade Uh huh. And I don't know a guy named Drew at all. Ignore the last name. Yeah. Heard about him. You do not want to run to him. Oh, absolutely not. His business model is not good. (laughs) So. Did you know he's not even a real estate agent? (laughs) (laughs) Liar. Uh, Yeah. So. I call and set up the appointment to his point, and he walks in to what you described, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, okay, so we went from 20-year stable income to now one income, 100% commission, in a global pandemic, and you would like to spend no less than $40,000 on renovating an office here in downtown Loveland and rent and utilities and everything else. Again, what am I? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy person. Yeah. And we got got three kids, too. So I'm like. (laughs) Okay. So, but the the real question, you are extremely successful. I mean, I see your, I'm assuming you're extremely successful. I see your signs everywhere. (laughs) In the real estate world, I'm like, oh, she must be successful. Yeah. So do you, do you contribute your success to that? I mean, how big of a part is that, you think? It was huge. Huge. It was huge. um, Because now I had been kind of all over the social media webs and the Mm -hmm. interwebs. And I was always showing up to things for over a decade, real estate related or not. I was there. So I was still showing up. But then once that came up, it was like, okay, she's a player. Like, she's not just showing up like anybody else. Like, she's actually, she's... She's got a foot in, she's in the game, she's got skin in the game, and there's a reason for it, right? So it, it, it did change things immensely. So you're a crazy person, but you're the good kind of crazy. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just called being like an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, being you, like, oh, let's go is. for it, let's do yeah. it. Jump it off is. the cliff, build the plane on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, a, a lot of people think you don't need you know, the space anymore to be right. in real estate. Right. And honestly, we have a ton of people that walk in. Really? And, and just local people saying, hey, 
you're here, we're here, we want to sell, or, or we want to buy, we're not from here. It's crazy how many people stop stop in over there. Yeah, or so. we get calls. We've I've driven by because I'm like, how did you get you know find us? And we have people. I've driven by your office no less than seventeen thousand times a day for right. the last <laughs> you know year. So yeah. you are just top of mind because I literally sit at the stoplight and look at your sign. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and right. Well, it's the best billboard, right? Yeah. I mean, you have it all the time. Yes. And yeah. it's your office, so it's no like I don't have to go to a website. I don't have to make a phone call. I can just stop yeah. in yep. and see somebody. And yeah. Let's be real. You're surrounded by bars, so if you've got a couple too many, well, screw it. I'm yeah. just yes. my house tonight. Let's yes. do it. Yeah. Yes. So yes. so let's talk about numbers. And if you don't want to share this. That's totally cool. We'll cut this part out. Yeah. Um, how many houses have you guys sold in the last year? That's. I love that you asked that because I am the least numbers person. So I will defer to him, but I'll give a quick funny story. I would get asked often, like, right. so how many houses you selling, or what do you, th-? you know, at family functions, what do you think my house could sell for? Right now? <laughs> like it just, it just, it's just natural, right? It's work right. and it's right twenty four seven. It's right. always with you everywhere, home, Christmas, it's everywhere. So and it would be. How many houses have you sold? And I would always say, I have no idea, but I am so busy. I, I don't even know where my head's at. I and just keep just, going. I, I'm just yeah. like, I don't know a lot. You know, like that was always my answer. Like, I know that I'm doing well and I don't sit down and I have no idea what's going on. That's good. Yeah. Um, True. How many houses so, have you sold? <laughs> so last year, we were just shy of 100 homes. Yeah. yeah, in a year. Well, just for that year. Just for that year. And is yeah. that just two of you guys? Or do you have other real realtors in the network? So we're growing. Um, we had a gal who was a licensed agent, but she wasn't a full-time seller. I think okay. she might have sold two or three of those. And then we hired um, a fantastic new agent in September, July, mm-hmm. August, sometime in the fall. So we had her kind of fourth, second and fourth quarter, kind of, but again, brand new. So it was mostly... But that's two. So 99% yeah. her, I would say her. Like, <laughs> She's the one, right? Yeah, so 99%. I sold like 95, and then whatever help we had (laughs) picked up the other three. You're saying that's two a week. Yeah. How do you keep that, like, it's going? (laughs) Drew's raising his hand. For the record, Drew raises his hand. Remember, I I said, I go, and he picks up all the pieces. (laughs) So what's your favorite part? I mean, again, I have no idea how industry works. Yeah. In my opinion, it's probably like you talked at the – or I guess it depends which side of it all. You talk to the person who wants to sell their house, you go and you meet with them, you're like, yeah, I'll sell your house. You give yeah. them some advice and you do open houses. How does this process usually work? Um, how much time you got? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> roughly an hour. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a process. Are you asking what my favorite part is or what the process is? I want to know your favorite part and then what it takes to get to that part. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, my favorite part is the very first part. So it doesn't take any time at all. Like my favorite part is the first call or the first contact because it's just like it's an adrenaline rush. Because when you're in sales, like mm-hmm. if I don't get a call for like you know a couple of days or if like I have any downtime at all where I like sit down and breathe, just breathing and sitting mm-hmm. is just kind of like, am I ever going to sell another house for the no, rest that's, of my that's life? No, that's sales. That's <laughs> yeah. sales. You know, you like you for a week and you're like, I'm a failure. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like no one's yeah. ever going to call me ever again. Uh-huh. Like this yeah. is it. But, like you know, box up the office. We're done. Yeah, like the week of Christmas, she's freaking out. I'm like, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. It's <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I'm like, how come my phone hasn't rang? Yeah. <laughs> no one wants. <laughs> They're literally opening up their gifts. Right yeah. now. <laughs> Santa has arrived. Yeah. So my favorite part is the first call because it's like who they are they're telling us all of their hopes and dreams of what they want to be able to sell their house for why they're selling it where they're moving to why they're moving to it how they found us you know like that 
is my most favorite part because, and then it's also fun because I have all my notes from that first conversation. <laughs> and then what comes to, I'm like, listen, let's circle back about all of that. Because right. yeah. once you start looking, you realize one, how competitive it is, you know, and two, your needs change because now you're back to the office and having two work at home spaces isn't as important as when we last spoke or whatever. But yeah, that's my favorite part. That's awesome. Drew? <laughs> I can't I, wait to hear this. I love getting a text from my wife saying, hey, bam, we need these people to see this house. And right now you can't wait a couple hours. Right. Like You got to be there. Um, so daily we work hand in hand together where she's like, hey, go get this. Hey, go get that. And then we put an offer in. There may be 12 offers. So the coolest part is when you get a call saying you got you got it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's like a rush. You go like, you know what I mean? You're just sitting there yeah. waiting for it. And then you get the call. Um, yeah. So, so that, that's cool. Let's talk about the 12 offers thing. Because this, again, we, we own a couple businesses. And in my world, it's typically like, here's the contract, everything's going. And in your world, the fact of having 12 different people bidding on the same item or the same sales product is insane. Yeah. We're is, tired. Is, <laughs> that's, in two, that's in two days. Like, so so yeah. if you guys are selling two houses per week, basically, mm-hmm. to get 100 yeah. per year, mm-hmm. you figure you guys are probably winning – how many offers in terms of those games? I mean, you guys have to do a lot of offers. You're seeing a lot of yeah. houses. Mm-hmm. We are. But we um, do win a lot. Like, obviously, our sellers, that's a no-brainer. But for our buyers, we do have all the tools to win that not all agents have figured out. You know, there's there's more agents in their own homes for sale right now. Less than a quarter of licensed agents do this full-time. This is kind of like their part-time gig. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, mic drop right now. Yes, <laughs> less than a quarter of licensed agents in the tri-state area are do this as their full-time job. They Three-quarters of them are just part-timers. They have a full-time bill-paying job, and this is just a side hustle for them. But you guys are busting your butts right now. This is a full-time gig. Like, yeah. Oh, both of us full-time. This is how we feed our family. There is no – I don't have a spouse – who's working at PNG, say, right. and bringing home a check. Like, no, this is literally the only way we feed our family. So it's a hunger thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when you're in it full time, two of you, 80 hours a week, you know all the creative ways to win out, yeah. out these other. And then if you think about it, even less than a quarter this is their only source of income. Right. Well, it's interesting to look at, too, because there's the philosophy in entrepreneurship that Cortez burnt his ships, right? I mean, not giving yourself an exit plan yeah. in terms of entrepreneurship is actually one of the smartest things you can do because you need to make it work. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. when you have three kids. It's this yeah. or nothing. So how do you get over the fear? Because that's scary. No yeah. one's no one's like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Like, that, that. Yeah, no yeah. plan B. I just got chills. It's our faith. Like, we have, I say, call it crazy, it's crazy faith, really, because everything that we've done in life has always been an extreme leap of faith off the cliff into a massive unknown, huge amount of risk, no exit plan or plan B. Like, yeah. this is it. And it's it's well, we, fight or flight. And we trust each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, if she gives me something or, or I know she's going to do something, it's 100% because we know it's our livelihood. So we're not going to do something 50%. Um, so anything we do, any idea she's got, I never shut it down because it could work. Like we can make it work. And just like this office, like my first thought is you're crazy. Um, That's but, my second thought too. In case look, I mean, but look at what it's really done for us. Right. And so I think that catapulted me not to believe anymore, just to, just to know whatever idea she came up with, uh, however crazy it is, it could work out. Yeah. But I mean, failures happen, right? And like yeah. it's learning from those failures. So 
that's that's huge. And yeah. the story that you guys have and the passion and the energy you put into this, that's why you're successful in this area. That's why you're successful in this market. Right. Thanks. And with having as many agents as there are, everybody knows a licensed agent. They probably know like five. Yeah. Right? If you think about it, Four. everybody knows. Right? Keep Four. counting. You'll get to five. You'll get to five. Yeah, you know no, somebody five, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be an eye connection. So. Yeah. Like everybody knows a licensed agent. But what differs us from the rest of them is that this is it for us. This is it. We don't have a spouse bringing home anything or contributing to a 401k or getting stock options or nothing. This is it for our entire family. Wow. And, you know, and so if you're going to, you're not going to find anybody that's hungrier Mm-hmm. Then the fridge team, like this is it. Because you, know? you have kids on the So let's talk right? about that hunger because you guys are obviously very driven. But with that, you also need the tools to back it up. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want you to give away your secret sauce <laughs> because that's a podcast. Yeah. But at the same time, let's talk about that close ratio. I'm not sure. Is that something you guys track of like how many how many of these battles do we win? Like what's a good ratio for you guys? Do you think you win half of the offers or? It's tough. I mean. You, you're not going to win every offer, right? Right, that's, right. that's a given. Because someone's like, I want to do double plus cash. Yeah, I would say 50% is even tough right now just because there's so many people and not enough homes. Um, it only takes somebody to lose one or two homes to finally get one. We're usually yeah. getting success on that second or third, yeah. maybe fourth house. Yeah. yeah. But it's because their first one, they weren't really taking what we were telling them. They don't understand seriously. the market they, you know, and how tough it is. and Especially and then, the first-time homebuyers. They don't understand like we're telling them like, okay, so you have to go like 30,000 over. And they're like, you're just trying to sell me a house. You know, like in their head, they're not saying that. And I'm like, and you have to bring appraisal gap coverage and we're gonna have to like inspections for infill only or waive them, whatever you're comfortable with. You know, so we're like saying all these things, they don't understand. We do because, you know. This we're is what you sa- do for a living. Yeah. Right? You sold 100 houses last yeah. year. So the first house, they're like, eh, we'll go five over and no appraisal gap. And we want to ask for inspections. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. But don't be heartbroken, right? When I call you tomorrow and they say we weren't even in the top 10. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. But then they kind of, you know, sometimes in this kind of market, you need a reality checker first. Right. And then by the second, third time, they're like, okay, whatever you say, because I know I came to you for a reason. And yeah. Well, we have a philosophy with our businesses too, that we surround ourselves with people that are smarter than us. And I mean, I do not know anything about real estate. So it makes sense for me to go to you guys and say, here's my vision, here's what I want, and then be hands off as possible and say, you run with it. Yes. So when you are doing that, when you come out with that mentality and they give you control like that, do you Mm -hmm. see more success? Absolutely. So it's about trusting you guys. Oh yeah. yeah. We can win your, we will win that house. If you have the means to do what needs to be done or you're looking in a realistic manner like so if you want to if you want to only spend 500,000 and you we're not looking at 499 right now. Right. <laughs> you know, like let's not you so it's setting that expectation, everybody having the same game plan going in and we will win every time because we know what it takes to win and all, and all of the different creative tools to make that happen too without even being the highest bid. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. We've won houses not being the highest bid. Yeah, I have two more questions for you guys. Yep. Question number one, what's the most expensive house you've sold? Hmm. Or what's the coolest house you've sold? Like, does anyone have like an, oh, Alex's list of questions. Do you have like an infinity pool? Or like a <laughs> hot tub that converts to a transformer or something? No, I'm trying to think. Eagles Point. There was a cool house in Eagles Point. Yeah. That was a cool house. We've sold out with some crazy wine cellars and like, bookcases that you have to like that's a real thing mm-hmm. yeah. i thought that was an internet thing i didn't know i could yeah. actually have no, that I actually like want the, one of those, but no. the wine cellars <laughs> yeah, behind the bookcase but 
you have to leave it ajar or else no one will know that it's a yeah. door to the wine cellar. So we've, we've I have like a panic room back there that's just like <laughs> when I'm feeling anxious, I just go back there. That's what panic room is for. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do I need to do to get my house ready to sell? I mean, right now, I, I have a one year old at home, so my house is not ready to sell. But what would I need to do to convert my house from what I'm living in it right now to actually ready to rock? Mm-hmm. Um, do touch up paint. Um, you'll you it will sell regardless. Your right. house is going to sell whether you do oh, anything or not. Oh, it's a value thing of what's going to be. Right. But you're going to shortchange yourself mm-hmm. if you t- you still want to touch up paint. You still want to declutter. You still want to get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and stage a little bit. You mm-hmm. want it to look like you don't live there, even though you do. <laughs> you know, like so. Those are still important things. If you don't do any of that, though, to my point, it will, it will sell. sell. It will yeah. sell. You will just shortchange yourself maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars really, because just not doing those updates. I am here to say, millennials, cute sells. And if you got a cute house, they're going skyrocketing with that. You know, no, but well, if no, it's was- like Ooh, I have to paint a wall? Like, that's a real big inconvenience. <laughs> well, even for me, like, when we bought our house, and I'm guiltily a millennial, I'm the most millennial as you can get. Yeah. We had a fenced-in backyard. I'm like, oh, it's sold. We have a dog. Yes. And then, like, I don't, uh, the, the fact that I probably spent an extra 10 k on my house mm-hmm. because it's a fenced-in backyard for mm-hmm. something that I could install as an electric fence for $500, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Fence. You don't have to worry about it. No, yes. you're absolutely right, because yes. it's, it's you're looking at it as a turnkey thing. Move versus, in, yeah. ready, right. but, na- but now is the time where somebody didn't want to do anything yeah, well, they, yeah. could, they could still sell a house all right that's absolutely. crazy absolutely yeah yeah is there anything else you guys want to talk about no i think that's it Does that cover everything yeah. yeah is there anything else now how do people reach out to you uh stop in the office you can find us everywhere online <laughs> we had a really funny reel last night on instagram if you want to watch that no um so text call email website Yep. All over the social webs. Obviously, in between your roadies cocktail and your works cocktail, stop in. You know, we're always there. Um, and on the sidelines at the next event, you know, at the next fundraiser or golf church, outing. Or church. Church. Yeah. We are there. Concession stands at the Friday night football games. I'm getting those hot dogs ready. <laughs> like, you know. So get the hot dog. Hey, what's on my house? Yeah. I feel like that's a fair exchange. Yeah, right. yeah. It like, is. that's, we're everywhere. And we're approachable. We're real. We Our tagline is we keep the real in real estate. Oh, that's brilliant. We're Who very. came up with that? Which right? one? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very mm-hmm. well done. So yeah. you'll see me in my mom clothes and, she, you know. Now, I will say, though, like, sideline Brittany and Drew are not the same as, like, French real estate Brittany and Drew. Yep. <laughs> Especially when it's our own kids. But that's okay because we keep the real in the real estate. I love that. That's brilliant. And then we'll make sure all your contacts in the description and everything too. But it's been so great talking to you guys about all things real estate. I appreciate you guys keeping the real in real estate. And then we'll see you next time on the Chamber Chat Podcast. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yep.